This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. This is Joy and Claire. How are we doing? It sure is. How are we doing? Welcome to the third week of January. I normally feel like January is the slowest month, but this month I feel like has gone by really fast. Mm-hmm. Like and genuinely answer that question, everybody. How are how are you? How, how are you? Are you? I think objectively, if I look back at the last week, I'm like, that was a doozy. That was a doozy. How is your January going first? Yeah, it's been a doozy. We, so, you know, on our, the last time we talked, Maxine had COVID. She's fully recovered, thankfully. And, and it, again, it, like it never got really that serious for her at all, but serious enough that um, she was, you know, she was not asymptomatic. She was, she did basically just have like a bad head cold. And so enough to kind of not want to be around small children all day. So Fair. she... Yeah. So she, and also cause she had to like kind of isolate. So she was isolating for a week. So I was, Miles was in, it was like the week after winter break. And so Miles didn't go back to school until Wednesday. Then on Thursday, they had a snow day. And then on Friday he was back in school. So, and then I, like I was with Evie while I was also trying to work. And I know this is a situation. A lot of people have been in a lot in the last two years, but it's so brutal to try to work full time while you're parenting. And so I did that. And so it was like, kind of, that was my first week of January. And then last week, um, because Maxine had had COVID Brandon was had to delay his trip to go to Wisconsin to be with his mom who had just had cancer surgery. So he did that last week and was gone basically from Wednesday until Sunday night. And then this week he's leaving again early Thursday morning to go ice climbing. And I'm like, really? You're going to go Justin. on a big of Well, Justin. I guess, I mean, it's kind of our own fault. We set them up. So it's our own fault. And it's one of those things where we're like, this has been in the works for a while. And so like, we couldn't have known that the thing with like, that he was going to be gone last week. Cause that trip was supposed to have happened the week before. And I was supposed to have been gone last weekend. I was supposed to have had that hunting trip last weekend and then it got canceled. So right now I'm really just feeling like snarky because I'm like, really, Brandon, you're going to go ice climbing after you already left me home alone. After I was already alone with the kids because Maxine had COVID like, January has just been a month of like parenting by myself and thank God for Maxine. I mean, I can't, I don't know how many times I've said that in the last two years, but if you're new here, Maxine is our au pair. She is from Brazil. She's been with us now for just over two years. And because of COVID, she was able to get a visa extension. So she's probably going to be with us still for quite a while. She right now, we kind of have like, we definitely have her through June and then we're going to kind of, you know, see what our options are from there. But um, and she lives in our house. We, these are the questions that I always get. So I'll just run through them quickly. <laughs> she lives in our house. We have a spare bedroom downstairs. We also have a spare bathroom. If you want to have an au pair, they don't have to have their own bathroom. They just need to have their own bedroom. And we do have an extra car for her. We actually just got a new car. We had this like crappy old Impreza, which was though it was lovely. Like it was like full of love, crappy car, but like still crappy. And so we traded it in and got a newer Impreza. That's a tangent. And what was the, and, and you always get the question about which agency she's from. Oh yeah. We used Au Pair in America. And honestly though, there are several really good agencies. I've had friends who've used culture care. I've had friends who've used, um, there's one other one. I can't remember right now, but all of the agencies are pretty much the same because the au pair program is a federal program. And so like everything about it is mandated the way that it can, like the number of hours they can work, the amount you have to pay them. All of that is tied to the type of visa that they have. So it's completely standardized. And so really the only difference I found is that some au pair agencies are more popular in certain parts of the world. Like for example, most of the people I know who have au pairs from culture care are from Europe. 
or versus like au pair in America are more from like central and southern and South America. So that's really the only difference. So if you like have your heart set on like a German speaking au pair, maybe culture care is more your fit. Or if you like have your heart set on a Spanish speaking au pair, maybe au pair in America. I will also say as a note, I think a lot of people think about an au pair as like someone who can come into their house and teach their kids a different language. And that's definitely an option. But for the majority of au pairs, they're coming here to learn English. And so it's not like for them, it's not quite like the purpose is not for them to come here and teach your kids another language. Like, right. They're not coming here to teach your kids something. They're like, I'm here to work, not also be a teacher. And like, it definitely can happen. And I, like, for example, the first family, Maxine was with another family before us who were from, and so since she's from Brazil, obviously she speaks Portuguese and the family she was with before us were from Portugal. And so they specifically hired her because they were like, our kids already speak Portuguese and we want someone who like, because we speak Portuguese in the home, we want someone who will understand this. So that was like a little bit of a different situation where like they all, they all already spoke it and just wanted a, an au pair who also spoke it sure, so that they didn't have to like speak a different language around her right? versus like, Hey, come here and teach our kids this language. Right. And right, who right. knows? Maybe some yeah. au pairs like would really like that. But you yeah, maybe that's really, something like, they want. But ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a good thing to point out that if you're inquiring about getting an au pair to not yeah. expect that that's just going to be assume that that's like right to come and, in like, and people are always like, oh, did she teach your kids Portuguese? Like, no, my kids don't know Portuguese. And maybe if she spoke Spanish, I would have been a little bit more like, oh, yeah, could you like speak Spanish around the kids, like teach them a couple of phrases? But it's not, we talked about this, like how it's not like overly useful to just know conversational Portuguese in America. Right, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, all that to say that for me so far in January, it has been a lot of parenting. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that too. And yeah, what is, a lot of a lot of uh, schools closing or oh my the threat of schools closing again, and I feel like parents are just real on that tipping we're point. Stressed out, and you know the novelty has worn off. If there ever was a novelty, and like the idea of feeling like for parents, you know, we have it's one step forward, two steps back. It's felt like this whole pandemic and man, it's just so tiring. So we, I definitely empathize with people out there who can't work from home. You know, I'm really lucky despite how difficult it is to work from home with kids. At least I have that option. Of course, having our au pair has been like the most unbelievable ace in the hole this whole time that like, I literally don't know what we would have done without her. My mom lives a mile away. You know, like we have so much support. And even with that support, I still feel this way. Like yeah, I can yeah. only imagine how tough it is to not have this network that we have. And I mm-hmm. really try not to take it for granted. And I still like allow myself to feel burnt out despite. My- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're all, you're all, you're also allowed your feelings. It's just don't get into the comparison yeah. game where it's just right, like, exactly. I mean, it's, it's always good to be grateful and it's always good to have perspective. And it's also okay to just be like, I'm having a really crappy day. Yeah. To be like, oh, this is tiring. You're and like, I'm exhausted. And like, you know, I think there's, we talked about this probably a year ago at this point that people are like, well, then you shouldn't have had kids. And it's like, listen, okay. I don't, I don't think anyone who's listening to this podcast has that thought. I think you guys are all like, have more perspective on life than that. But it's also like the people who are like healthcare, you know, nurses should stop complaining. They signed oh, up for this. Like, don't even. to be clear, none of us signed up don't for even. like doing any of don't this. Don't even. Oh my gosh. Like, I, I, I see the, during a the pandemic, worst, the worst parenting during like, you, if you had described to me what this would be like, I'm not saying I wouldn't have had kids, but I probably would have would have thought 
Oh, would have thought long and hard about it. Yeah. I, you know, the worst of the filth live in the comment section on social media. Yeah. And I don't know where I saw a comment recently. It was an article about, I'm sure it was like New York Mag or New York Times, just about parenting in the pandemic and how this is just unending, especially if you have young school age children and um, some idiot in the comments. It was the was New like, York Times. Yeah. I came and they like came out with this thing that was like, what it's like for parents right now whose kids aren't old enough to get vaccinated. Yes. And some idiot was like, well, you're the one that decided to have kids. And I was just like, I can't, I can't imagine being that ignorant that that is your response, that you live in a world where you are that ignorant, that that is your response. The lack of compassion. Anyway, it's just like, I know I, nothing surprises me anymore with people's lack of compassion. Like nothing surprises me anymore, which is sad, but also like, I think, you know, we've talked about the things that have hit me the most during this pandemic. And the first one being that like, no one has our backs, you know, there's no, no one has a plan. And I've talked about that, that in the first couple months of the pandemic, I just kept thinking like someone, someone had, someone's planned for this. Like someone has a 95 somewhere. Yeah. Someone yeah, has, yeah, you know, like right. someone's going to step in and be like, Hey guys, we, we have a plan for this. And no one ever did no obviously ever did. to this yeah. day. And that has been one of the biggest shocks to me. That's like, Oh wow. Really? No one, no one is coming has to a plan save us. For, no one's coming to save us. Yeah. But the great podcast, by the has, way, it's a great podcast. Oh, it's all it? about child. Yeah, it's about child care in America. It's called No One Is Coming oh, to gosh. Save Us. And it's very, oh, wow, it's depressing. very well done. It is depressing, but it's well done. And Kristen yeah. Bell is in it. It's good. Yeah, it'll be validating, um, if anything. And then the other thing that has like really that I'm not surprised by it ever anymore is that is just like how crappy people are. Like, I really used to think that like people were that like most people <laughs> at their core were empathetic yeah. And I don't believe that anymore. Yeah. Which is sad. I, it's sad. And I, you know, I don't mean to be a downer either, but it's just, I'm, I'm laughing out of just like, oh, I, I, I do feel that there's so much of my life where I put myself in a bubble on purpose because I just can't handle the hate of the world. Um, but also I need to like watch the news. Have we had this discussion before where I have like a weird thing about people who are being like, I don't watch the news. And part of me is like, well, you got to be informed. You know, you don't get to just kind of yeah. like ignore what's going on in the world. I get to like, don't I mean, sit there and watch a car wreck 500 times, but like, right. know what's going on in your world so you can be educated and that so you can then be helpful. I think it's right. kind like, of privilege to just be like, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news because we don't have cable, but I do like seek out news sources. There's plenty of ways yeah. to like right. consume watch the, the news. news is, yeah. is a, right. I don't, right. You have to interact with the news. But yeah, every, every once in a while, I'm, I kind of go on social media and I'm like, reminded of the the horrible people that exist. And there was a post that Chrissy Teigen did yesterday, and she has since taken it down, which I understand why I'm just like, I can't anytime I have like, I don't know, some doubt of like what I'm doing in my life, or like, have I done enough in this world? I'm like, I would never want to be like at that level of fame, because (laughs) of the just the the amount of filth that you're exposed to in terms of like the horrible people. And so Chrissy Teigen posted this beautiful picture. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's stunning. So is John of the two of them, like after dinner, she had this beautiful wrap dress on. It was a lot of like ruching. And it was a lot of like, I don't know, just flowiness. Everyone knows that she had a miscarriage last year or two years ago. And she has been very public about that and how devastating it was. And she talked a lot about that on her Instagram. And people in the comments were like, are you pregnant? I mean, everyone then, of course, there's all those people that then will like come to her defense. 
and be like, I can't believe you had have the audacity to ask that question to someone who's had a miscarriage. And she took it down. Because I think she was just so traumatized by the comments, understandably so. And I'm just like, like the the amount of, again, the amount of ignorance that people think that they can go on a street. Comment. Yes. I mean, I, I, unbelievable. Like, I have to I have to just wonder why do celebrities have their comments turned on ever? I, I wonder the same thing. I wonder the Isn't same there thing. Is a setting where you can make it so that yes. the only people who you follow? Who can you follow. Comments? Yes. Every celebrity should have that turned on. Everyone's celebrity. Yeah. Every, that's what I was thinking too. And I'm, there's a part, I'm like, and it, and then it gets me, then that would get me upset if I was a celebrity be like, well, this is why we can't have nice things because people ruin it. You know, I can't, I can't connect with the fans that are truly good fans because the really bad ones just ruin the whole party. But yeah, you know, I've noticed Taylor Swift turned all her comments off. There's a lot of celebrities out there who have since turned their comments off. And I'm just like, Beyonce. good. Beyonce, Beyonce doesn't even leave captions on her photos. Beyonce doesn't even follow anybody. I, I aspire to be the level of fame where you just don't follow anybody. Okay, I feel like that is like, that's that's the difference. Like, I don't want to be so famous that people just can feel like they can say whatever they want. I want to be so famous yes. that people can't even say anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to just that's the level of fame. I want to skip. Yes. <laughs> and just get to the point where it doesn't where you can't say anything. That's the level of fame I want. Yeah, it is just beyond. You're so beyond social right. media that like you're just sitting of, wanna, at the top of the yeah. castle watching everyone comment and being like, doesn't touch me. Right. You, There's nothing you can say. Like, And people can't even say anything. Like, it doesn't, you know, there's nothing. You've just turned it off. You've shut it down. Trump style on Twitter. Goodbye. Done. I feel that way sometimes also about like really, really, really wealthy people. Like I remember when I, there, I, in one of the jobs that I've had, I was an account manager that one of my accounts was a, like a net jet. It wasn't net jets, but it was like a direct competitor of net jets, like a, you know, Uber for private planes. And I remember somebody, and I'm sure that this line applies to so many things, but I remember talking about like the target market, like the target consumer and they were like, these are the type of people who, if you have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford it. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. And like that line has just always stuck with me. Like there are people out there who it's like, you don't even have to ask how much it costs because it doesn't matter because you have so much money that it, it couldn't possibly be more than you could Oh, afford. wow. Yeah. Like, just imagine. It's I mean, like, do you, like, yeah. Do you ever like, because we talk about this, I think all the time, it's just like, famous people and money and you know money doesn't buy you happiness and whatever but if you like had just like the ability to have like whatever you wanted would you have a private jet like what would you truly be be like this would make my life easier i would okay. just do this i i always think of that chapter in amy schumer's book where she talks about oh private yeah jets, i know it's so like, good girl with the lower back like, tattoo read yes. it it's good I mean, that whole book, like some of it was a little bit like, okay, okay, we get it. But that chapter was so funny. It was great. She was like, listen, everyone listen. like wants you to think that fame doesn't go to your head, but flying private is the best. It's the best. <laughs> She's like, it is the best. <laughs> and I mean, that one time that we got to fly in a private plane. Yeah. I told amazing. you, remember, like before we were even, we had like landed and I was like, I am like, this is my new standard. I will accept nothing I will less. accept nothing less. So I'm never going to forget amazing. that experience because it was, I so, know, it was so great. I would 100,000% have a private I, jet. I, mean, I would have was... a private jet in a heartbeat. It was amazing. I remember just pulling up <laughs> to the airport and walking 10 <laughs> steps onto the plane. And like, 
all you like the only stop you you take is for like a receptionist to offer you a bottle of water before you get on the plane. Yeah, and no one's in the lobby. Like, oh, you're gonna give me liquids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to dump out this expensive water you're I just bought. Offer me a liquid. <laughs> and then you go to the bathroom and there's like mints and snacks and like everything's very sanitary. And not like a container for needles. <laughs> okay, that was a bad joke. Oh Some no, no, need no. To use needles in airports. <laughs> but there's not like a toilet where you're like Right. What happened here? Right. There's <laughs> not like a toilet just automatically flushing over and over again. Just over and over again. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I think the private flying, the private jet thing, I don't know. I just, you I know, I w- watching like s- Selling Sunset and the amount of, man, like the amount of money people have is just kind of like unbelievable. Anyway. I mean, there's definitely, there are definitely some things where I'm like, I think even if I was filthy, filthy, filthy rich, I would still cook for myself. Like I love cooking, but I would definitely have someone else do the dishes. Oh, yeah. Like there are certain things where I'm like, I would outsource that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would not, I don't think that I would be this like down to earth, you know, she's just like us. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think if I were to ever win the lottery and even, you know, a hundred million dollars in the lottery is not enough to be at the level of, of wealth that a lot of these people are. Right. But I still think I would do like, okay, we're going to take one trip on a private plane. We're going to like do the net jet thing and just go somewhere on a private jet and then get there and like stay in the VIP suite. Like I would blow my whole lottery money. I'm like yeah. one ultra Amazing VIP trip. vacation. I mean, remember when we, let's just talk about flying private again, when we just were like, Oh, we need to go pick up Sandy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we just stopped to pick up Sandy like we're in a taxi, but we're in a plane and we just, we just, and oh, I can just even, hop like, over and pick up Sandy. Yeah. Like we're, we can do that. That was the life for one right. day of luxury. Let's All speak, right. let's speak of luxury and let's, let's speak, speak of, of our, our sponsor in luxury. Our sponsor. I mean, I do feel like very bougie when I take those nets. I do too. So you guys know of our sponsor. <laughs> we love Ned CBD products. They are fantastic. They're great people. It's a great company. They're based out of Boulder, just a hop, skip and a jump away from us. All of their hemp is grown in Colorado. All their products are third-party tested for quality. And they have so many great products. As we were talking about last week, my go-to really right now is a 750 milligram, just pure hemp tincture. That being said, I also have gotten back on the de-stress blend train because it truly does like, it's a little bit less hemp, a little bit more of other botanicals. And it just like talks me off the edge Mm -hmm. when I have been parenting too much, which I have been, I've been parenting too much and it just like kind of talks me off the ledge. And I really appreciate that about it. And I love that you really spoke up about the hotel sleep because it turns out not a lot of people like hotel sleep. So I was really screwing myself uh, by trying to use that selling point. <laughs> I felt so validated. <laughs> High five to everyone out there who was like, no, you're right. hotel sleep sucks. It's it's night, you know, it's the night back in your bed after hotel sleep. sleep. It's just it's just everyone has their thing. Mine happens to be hotel sleep. It sounds like I'm the only one out there that really likes to sleep in a hotel and sleeps very well. It's mostly because I don't have cats crawling all over me or like dogs waking me up. Yeah. But anyway, I do love the sleep blend because it does give me hotel sleep. We love Ned. They are local. We love that they are our sponsor because we really stand behind their products. So if you want to try the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that we love and trust, we have a special offer for our audience. Every order 
Over $40 qualifies for 15% off. And a free de-stress blend sample. Go to hellonet.com forward slash joy or enter joy at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay, speaking of fancy, a a little bit more, more fancy. These Target boots, you guys. (gasps) Tell us everything. Okay, I posted this on Instagram stories on Monday because they were on sale, but even not on sale, they're still only $40. So it's still a bargain. They are called the... Oh no, did I close the window? How can oh, I have done this to me? I have them right here. They are the Women's Maisie Clog Boots by Universal Maisie Thread. Maisie Clog Boots. And they are so cute. You guys know how they I feel about really boots. They are really cute. I am like always on the hunt for a good boot. My friend Steph, who lives in Jackson Hole, lives in Jackson. The resort is called Jackson Hole. The town is called Jackson. Uh, she had these. She bought these and she was like, you got to get these. And she was so right. They are so cute. I love them. They have like a light, nice little tread on them. The top is lined with a little bit of fleece so that like the top of the boot, the lip of the boot doesn't dig into your shin. They would look perfect with a straight leg or a wide leg pant. I feel like if you guys have been like, Claire, the follow-up on this wide leg pant shoe question has not been sufficient. Here it is. So go to Target. Maybe we'll link these in the comments. Go to Target. Get yourself these Maisie clog boots because I'm literally about to buy a second pair just to have a backup pair. I'm like, I'm very excited, even though I really don't leave my house. I'm really excited. I'm I'm really on the hunt for cute, don't leave the house much clothing. These are the, yeah, these are both. Like you can yeah. wear these to work. You can wear these to walk the dog. I'm so into them. So and every photo, I do love a photo on, you know, all the people that do their like hashtag target style and they look cute. A photo on everybody. review. Yeah. Yes. Everyone looks adorable wearing them. So they're very cute. They used right. to have them in black. The black is sold out. Now you have to get them in brown, which I prefer a brown shoe. I think shoe. the brown looks way better. Way better. Are TBH. you more of a brown over like in general? Are you more of a brown shoe or a black shoe person? Mm, it. <laughs> That's You're more of like one. a yellow pink shoe person. Yeah. I mean, I think with these types of boots, I'd probably go brown just because it, I don't know, it seems like it fits the boot more, but apparently everyone loves the black. I'm definitely a brown shoe person. Like I only have one pair of black shoes and they're these leather loafers from Aldo that I mm-hmm. bought forever ago and they're so weathered looking now. They yeah. weren't supposed to look like that, but I'm definitely a brown shoe person. I think I'm just more of a brown color palette person. Have you ever done your colors? Have we talked about this? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you no. an autumn or a spring? No. You've never, you know what I'm talking about though, right? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what you, you don't know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, colors? let me just process this. Okay. So this is like a, like This is 1970s. a personality test that I'm I'm out. <laughs> okay. This is like a, probably like 1970s era thing that was very very popular where you would go into like a department store and get draped in your colors and they would like find out and they, they you were broken into seasons spring summer winter fall and then within those seasons there's like warm neutral soft i think those are the, the ones and there so it's like this is the range of colors that looks best with your features so then you know okay for makeup and for clothes like i should gravitate towards this family of colors broken out so it's like i think Spring and autumn are like warmer tones where but like spring is like kind of warm and bright. Autumn, I should look this up. I'm going to butcher it. But it's like basically it's 
you know, if there's a quadrant and the, the, the things are like warm or cool and then like bright or, um, what's the opposite of darker. Yeah. Not dark, not neutral, but like, um, muted, muted. Okay. So like I am an, I'm a soft autumn. So I, who tells you this? Is there's like some genie at the department store? Like, I don't get it. Okay. So you can kind of mostly like, you can mostly do it yourself, but it's having a resurgence with people with like housewives or not just housewives. It's having a resurgence because of Instagram and TikTok. Like there are people who have like millions of followers who do this on like on TikTok and show like, look, this blue, like you think it looks fine until you see them in this blue and like, look at their features and look like we didn't change anything. It looks like they have a full face of makeup on now because like this color oh, suits wow. their palette better okay. and it doesn't wash them out. And like, you didn't even realize they were washed out. In I'm other skeptical. Color I don't know why, but color. I'm starting to feel like I'm 80 because I'm going to send you some links. <laughs> I know I'm going to send you some links. But that's the funny thing though, is that like this used to be like such an old lady thing because it was like in vogue in the seventies. And it was like, Oh, like you're going to go get your colors done. I can't believe you've never heard of this. No. And Mm-mm. I mean, I remember getting like my makeup done and they would tell you what colors look good on you, but not like clothing. Never. Yeah. This is like for everything. I'm like, okay. So literally if you type in like, uh, like color draping, I think it's called. Yeah. Literally just color draping. And that is so weird. This is so funny to me that you, I feel like I thought like you for sure would like, yeah, go to color drape, Google color draping and go to images. Okay. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Where people okay. Are like, so there's like, there's like pictures of people's t- skin tones and then like accompanying color palettes that go with right. that s- skin tone. Right. So if I was to kind of like just barely look at. Like just eyeball it. Just eyeball it. I'm looking at a clear spring and a deep autumn, a soft summer maybe. That's really weird. This is all very mm-hmm. bizarre and new, but I'll have to look more into it. Yeah, I, it's just so funny because like, it, I don't know, you know, it's just one of those things where you think I don't really like, is this too much information to know, about, to know about myself? But it's also, I think there's a little bit something to it. And it's like, if you were the type of person, it I find it helpful because I don't know how to shop. And so I think it's helpful for the type of person who like can't really visualize how things look on them. They're not good at that. Mm. So for me, it's helpful to know, oh, like this, if as long as I sort of somewhat gravitate toward this color palette, you know, if I'm in a store and I don't know where to start, I'm going to start by looking for these colors that I sort of know are going to look good on me as opposed to maybe like, oh, well, one of my favorite colors is, you know, bright is like mint. But if I wear mint, I look like a cadaver. Because oh, okay. it pulls out the like translucent blues <laughs> in your skin or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Which is, that's like, so not, interesting. Because like, I'm just like looking at the like the celebrities they have. Like Julia Roberts is autumn. Sarah Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker is summer. Yeah. So the, yeah. the like the cheating way to do it is just to find a celebrity that you have more or less the same colors as, and that's how I found out that I was in autumn. Because I'm like, oh, pretty much like if you have red hair and dark eyes, like you're going to be an autumn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I, have- I think oh, that's really weird. I would say then I'm a summer. I don't know. I'll have to look more into this. This is making yeah, this is gonna- stressing me out. But I think that I, I tend to know what colors look good on me based on like what I see in pictures. I'll see something. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that color on me. Or then you know, like most most of the time, if I'm wearing any kind of like jewel tone red, I like it on me. You know, so like, that's really all right, I know. Like, find find the jewel tone red season. <laughs> and yeah. let's just start there. So 
I'm so curious to hear people if like you have heard of this, have you heard of it in a context of it like being cool on TikTok or have you heard of it in the context of like your grandma used to hold right. posts like, like this was like a version of like a Tupperware party. Like you would come to your house and like you and all your friends would like get your colors done. Wow. So yeah. how did we get on this topic? I'm told you started. I think vice. I was talking about only wearing brown. <laughs> okay. Because I wear a lot of brown because it's one of my color. I mean, I'm wearing like a taupe right now. One of your signature colors. It's like a color that looks good with my coloring as a soft autumn. I see. So, okay. Yes. Yes. I know. Very exciting for all of you to know this about me, but add it to the list of like random crap you learned about me since the podcast started. Random things. Pretty much everything. Every, everything. And then some. Yeah. That totally brings me back. Did you ever do, did you ever see glamour shots in the mall when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you ever get one done? Yeah, I never did it either. And I was always so intrigued by them because I was just very amazed by if people don't know what we're talking about. I'm not even like, I feel like I can't even explain it. It's a studio in the mall where they would doll you up. I want to say this really took a peak in the 80s, maybe early 90s, where like early 90s, you could go. Yeah. Like, like a, a photo studio, studio, but they would but it was doll like you, you up. Like a makeover, yeah. Like full on makeover, but not just a makeover. It was very large hair. It was, it was very glossy lipstick, very glossy lip gloss, yeah. a lot of yeah. pinks, a lot of bright pinks, a lot of lipstick, a lot of eyeshadow. And you had like neon light background. It was the whole, <laughs> I would love if someone out there got a glamour shot if they could just go ahead and send that to us because I would send it right love over. to see a glamour shot. It was also like the era of getting photos printed on every single product you could think of. So you could like get a mouse pad with your glamour shot on it. <laughs> that still happens, uh, you know. Mouse pads. <laughs> My dad still uses a mouse pad. I actually need a mouse pad. <laughs> I do. I I Okay, whatever. so if you are like if someone out there has a glamour shot, get it made into a mouse pad and send and it, send to, it to me, please. That would make my day. That would really make my day. Please just do it. That would be so DM funny. me. I'll give you my address. I'm so excited. I hope this happens. <laughs> someone oh, out there is going to take you up on this. I, I can't really, wait. I cannot overstate it. That would be bonus points. If it's like an old family, like, uh, like a nineties family photo where you guys are all wearing like yeah. denim, denim on denim. Oh my gosh, someone needs to like update the awkward family photos. I haven't seen like a new version of that come across in a while. No. Oh man. It's true. Do we want to finish off with my near death experience? I shouldn't joke about that because I really don't know. I re- I probably could have died, <laughs> but <laughs> Yes. So tell us. This past week has been a little bit crazy. Um I let's see. We're recording this on Monday the 16th, 17th, the 17th. And so about a week ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel well. I feel like I have food poisoning. It wasn't a cold. You know, that just that feeling, if you've ever woken up with food poisoning or if you've ever had food poisoning, you know the feeling. So I woke up and I was just like, oh no, oh no. And you know that feeling when you're like feeling sick, but you're just willing yourself to not throw up. You're like, just, just lay still, don't move don't breathe, don't like wake the beast, like just stay as still as you can try to like will it away. That's what that's where I was at. So it's like, okay, this is not going to get any better. Uh, I'm not advocating for people to do this. But I tend to take activated charcoal because that has helped me in the past. I just have it in my kitchen cabinet. 
And so I was like, I'm going to go find some activated charcoal because it tends to just like settle my stomach and sweep whatever. I don't know if it works or not, but it has for me in the past. So I'm like, I'm just going to go do that. And so I went to my kitchen and I get to my kitchen and I just start sweating profusely, like out of control, just sweats. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I'm holding onto the counter like couldn't even get, I couldn't even reach for the activated charcoal because I was just like, I have to just brace myself against this counter. And I was like, okay, something either is going to come out one end or the other. I've got to get to the bathroom like immediately. <laughs> so, so I start walking towards the bathroom, which was not far away. It was just probably like, you know, to the corner. So I start walking to the bathroom. Next thing I know, I hear this like very loud bang and I wake up and I'm on the ground and I had hit my head because I had fainted. And on the way down, I hit my head like at the very top, tippy top of my head on our kitchen table. And the bang woke me back up. (laughs) And so like, it was the most surreal, weird experience. And I just I've never fainted before. So I don't I didn't know that that's like what happens before you faint. So a lot of people wrote in and was like, yeah, now that you know what it feels like to faint, like if that ever happens again, just sit on the floor. I'm like, great point. I will do that or wake up your partner or, you know, just be like, hey, just make sure that I'm okay. Because I had never experienced that before. Didn't know that's what was going to happen, obviously. Um, And I was okay. I went to the bathroom. Finally, I like made it to the bathroom. But I was just like horribly sick for the next 24 hours, like just really, really bad food poisoning. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I took a COVID test. It was negative, And I don't I like had no other symptoms the next day. So like just kind of cycled through my system really quickly. But a lot of people also were sending stories like, yeah, that happened to me and I broke my nose because I like fell and hit my nose or I like broke my teeth or I, you know, like split my head open and had to have stitches. And I'm just like, that is, I'm so lucky that I just barely like, I must have just skimmed the top of my head and hit it because um, I really had a big bump on my head for a while. But that's my um, first fainting story and hope, hopefully my last fainting story. That was yeah, I, like, I there's like- nothing worse like waking up sick. No, that is the worst. Yeah, that my sister-in-law one time fainted in the bathroom at work and crashed down so hard that she took the sink out with her. No, no. And like woke up in a pool of blood. That's terrifying. Like I was terrified just hearing the crack of my head hit the the table. I'm still fascinated that like that's what you remember is hearing it. Mm -hmm. But anyway. It sounded exactly like, yeah, (sighs) it sounded exactly like if you took a hammer and just... Right. Banged it on. That's like what it, it sounded like. And then I was, was so confused. Skull. I was like, you know, I just was breathing really heavy. And like, I had somehow like made it to like, I was on all fours. So I must have like tried to get back up. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I was real sick, but got over it quickly. PSA, if you ever feel really, really dizzy, sweating profusely, just sit down. Just take a seat. Yeah, a lot of people were like, now, you know. If just you ever start to feel something just like, and even if you feel like I started learning, I learned that because I almost passed out in CrossFit once when I, right after I had had miles, like I'd only been back in the gym for a couple of weeks and I started feeling really, really lightheaded. And to the point where like, I must've looked really pale and the coach came over and was like, sit down, sit down. And now I kind of just do you know, like, it doesn't happen to me often, but every once in a while, I'll kind of get like a little bit of that head rush feeling or, and it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to sit down. And if this passes, then great. All I've done is just sat down like a weirdo for two minutes. And if, and you know, not just working out, but just any, anything or anywhere. Um, I feel like that's not common knowledge that you just should sit down. (laughs) 
Right. I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, that's the thing I was, I was thinking like, oh, I'll just like hang on to something. I'm like, actually, no, sitting down is better <laughs> because if you faint, you can't like hang on to anything. There's nowhere you're just, to fall. Right. You're exactly. gone. <laughs> no, you're gone. Um, yeah, it was very weird. So weird. And Scott didn't wake up. I was like, did you hear me last night? And I'm like, did you oh not hear the large, like, and JT didn't wake up? Like, normally JT, JT. gets, <laughs> yeah, normally JT gets, like, freaked out if he hears, right. like, and he knows me. So I, I, I mean, I, you collapsed in the kitchen. Like, it was, would have been really loud. And, and JT like freaks out at, like, na- loud no- just, noises. Yeah. yeah. And he was, right. they were all just snoozing away. I'm like, I can't believe That's you guys just, so funny. now I know. No one's going to come <laughs> save me. <laughs> Way to go, guys. That's sad. hilarious. So sad. Um, have you gotten another update on Cadet yet? Not yet, and it's killing me. We should probably hear – so today's the 17th. We should probably hear it, like, any day now um, how she's doing. And so far, no phone call. Knock on wood. She's still she's still in college. We did puppy sit uh, – puppy uh, – canine companion's puppy named Vespa for the past two weeks, and that was really good to kind of fill the time, fill the space in our house – so she's been, a, she was a lot of fun. She reminds us so much of cadet. We found ourselves like trying to make her cadet and we're like, we can't do that to you, Vespa. I'm sorry. You're Vespa. <laughs> and you guys are officially on the list, right? For oh yeah. Yeah. We're officially on the list. So that'll probably happen if I had to guess June, maybe fun. if we get fun. another one soon. Yeah. So, but it, it was really fun. I took her to a bunch of stores, like ran a bunch of errands with her, and she did great. She's an awesome, awesome dog. I think she'll do really well. But it's just so funny still how people react in public. They, It's really sweet. People so badly want to pet the dog. You could see them. You could tell like the, the dog people who are just like, even um, even through their mask, you can like, yeah, yeah, even through their mask, you can like see the excitement. And then sometimes people will legit just stop and stare. And I'll be like, you can pet them if you want to say it. Like, it's okay to stop and ask to pet because nine times out of 10, it's a good, it's also a good practice for me to teach the dog how to greet people. But it's just when you just like kind of rush up to the dog, no one's done that so far, which is really nice. But a lot of people, if they do ask, I'll be like, yeah, just go ahead. Just love on her. And then, But then some service dogs have like specifically do not pet. Oh, for sure. But if it's in training, yeah. If it's in training most of the time, it's like fine to like ask to pet them. But yeah, if it's a service dog that says do not pet, then obviously leave that dog alone. But it's just really cute. Some people, you, they will legit just kind of stop and be like, they can't even help themselves. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Please. I have felt that way around dogs that have like do not pet. And I'm like, I have to just like. <laughs> sit on my hands and just like, look, like give big eyes from afar. Like just try to telepathically pet the dog. <laughs> there was this really cute. Did you see that video I posted a couple weeks ago? Someone sent it to us and it was so cute. It was on TikTok. Some cute girl just made this video that was like, it was like the caption said, you know, my thoughts inside my head when I see a service dog working in public. And she's just like covering her eyes. And she's like, I respect you. I just want you to know I love you. I know I can't pet you. But I just want you to know that you're doing a great job. And I couldn't do what you do. And like, she's like having this full on conversation with the service dog that she knows that she can't do anything oh, about. That's so funny. It's I true, fully though. respect you. Right. <laughs> I respect what you're doing. I can't come over, but I just want you to But know. I just want you to know I love you. <laughs> that, that's so funny. I love that. Oh, dogs. Oh, dogs are the best. Yeah. So um, I think that's it. You've been watching Queer Eye? I ha- I watched the first two episodes. I'm so far, as you guys know, I, we always bring this up. I don't get to watch TV really. 
because of my kids. And by the time I get to like the end of the night, I just am not going to sit down and watch TV. And so I did watch the first, I guess, three episodes of the new Queer Eye. I loved the first one with Terry. I mean, I just have to say for the entire this season, the casting directors, the people who cast the the talent, pick the people, yeah, unbelievable. It took me a while to get into the Wagyu beef guy because I was like, this guy's too. But then once he kind of opened up, mm-hmm. I thought that he was good. I you know, I liked him more. And then I'm like 80% of the way. I'm almost done with the one with Angel. Okay. Um, yeah. And she's really cute. Too, you know, and like, I think they're all just so cute. But um, yeah. And oh, then I started watching Cheer. Well, wait, let me just say before oh, we okay. talk about Cheer is the, if if anyone has not seen the second queer second see or the the latest season of queer eye and you just like need an episode to watch but you don't have time watch the barn animal episode i think i don't think there's a dry in the entire episode it is it will just completely fill your heart if you need a boost if you need a good shot which in the one arm, is that? do you remember like which number i want to say it's like episode four or five okay it is it is unbelievably good okay. and i just I think the entire time in that episode, I think Anthony cried through the entire episode. Aww, like Anthony. full on ugly cried. <laughs> it was just, it was so heartwarming. You watch it and you're like, I'm such a piece of shit. What am I doing with my life? But like in a good way where you're just like, what am I complaining for? This girl is yeah. devoting her life to such amazing causes. And it just like gives you like a good boost. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's so great. Okay. And then cheer. You started watching it. Okay, I watched, I like, I've been skimming through because okay. I feel like the first, I think I'm still, I think at the like pre-COVID. Oh yeah, you are. Second episodes. season or first season? Second season. Okay, yeah, your pre, pre-COVID episodes is like one through three, I think. Yeah, so I think two, I'm yeah. like halfway, th- like, I, and I've just been skimming because it is, I feel like you I, you said this to someone, I, I don't know if it was on Instagram DMs and I just like read it or if it was a text that it's hard because the first part of what was so fun about the first season was that it felt like kind of this secret. Yeah. That, like this small town. Oh my they gosh, didn't... This is what, right. The small town cheerleaders that no one knew about. And like, you know, it was sort of this like look behind the curtain at them. Right. And now, you know, the second season is like, Oh, they're having like, they're all famous and they're, they're all commercials worldwide and they have yeah. agents and like, you know, they're doing these press conferences and they're going on Ellen. And it's just like that kind of, oh my gosh, I had no idea cheerleading was like this feeling. And that I think is what made the first season so, so good. captivating yeah. was that the whole time you had this just in the back of your mind, like overarching feeling of like, I had no idea. Yeah. And now I, and now we kind of know. And so I've been skipping, I've been just sort of skimming the episode. So I've, I think I'm at the end of the second episode um, where they have sort of just found out who's on that. Mm-hmm. and you know but i know that like they're barreling towards the pandemic so it's sort of like weird to watch the before times yeah and like i think some people were like yeah i had a and let me just say i mean i love i was a cheerleader for like most of my high school career so of course there's like just personal ties watching it being like oh my gosh so like it kind of has some nostalgia tied to it i didn't do college cheer i did college dance which was great but um I think there's a lot of nostalgia behind it in that aspect, but I think the allure for season one was because it was just like this underground, nobody knew them. Uh, the coach was amazing. I I love the I love the coach. I think she's really smart and compassionate. She's got a lot of great qualities. 
But then when it blew up, and then a lot of bad stuff came out too with one of the main characters. If you haven't watched it, I won't spoil it, but there is an episode in the second season about it, and they do cover it. I think they address it very well, because I don't think you should have... If they would have ignored it, I would have been like, that's in really poor taste, because it was horrible. But um, I think the, the second season... I find it interesting when people, I, and my opinion is just like, we are in a pandemic. I don't really care if, if, you know, some shows tend to like gloss over the pandemic and they don't really address it in the show while some shows really make it a part of the show. It doesn't bother me now. I, it, it never really bothered me when people were, when we saw things really pre-pandemic in a show. What I can't, if, I don't know why, but what I can't do is I can't listen to podcasts pre-pandemic. <laughs> Maybe that's just like an audio me, versus like a visual thing. <laughs> well, and I think for me, it's it's less about like, oh, it's so weird to see them pre-pandemic and more that I'm like, I know you guys are all like so hyped and like psyched about something that's not going to happen. Right, right, right. And knowing yeah. that that like doesn't come to fruition is sort right. of this like yeah. dramatic tension that I, you, you know, know. And I, yeah. and I don't do well with dramatic tension. Yeah. I can't like know something that the characters don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So I get that where people are like, I don't, I don't, I hate to tell you this guys, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. So that didn't bother me so much watching cheer, but I did what I guess not bothered, but bothered me was knowing how fame had to have changed this in some way, shape or form, whether it be them being their true genuine selves. I don't know how much that affected the content, but at the end of the day, it was a really good ending. And I thought it was well done. And I just, I really like how they focused. I really liked how they focused on the other school because. Yeah. Like another story to tell. I feel, yeah. And I feel like they course corrected because I think Navarro became such a popular school where the other schools like, and we've been champions as well. Hello. I don't think they would have cared as much if the show hadn't done as well, but now that they got all this attention and fame and money, I'm sure the other school was like, and we want a piece of that pie. And so that was an interesting thing. No judgment. I probably would have felt the same way and they are just as talented. So I feel like that was a smart move on the director's part to include that story too. Yeah. Because the other coach is amazing as well. I love him. Yeah. Well, if you guys have seen it, let us know what you think. I will probably, who knows when it will be by the time that I finish it. So don't worry about spoilers. Spoilers don't bother me. In fact, I kind of like spoilers. I kind of like knowing how things are going to yeah, end. Yeah, Claire likes to I'm know because she out. get yeah, she doesn't get stressed out. I'll have to tell yeah. you what happens at the end then because I was pacing and I will not do a spoiler for the end because I really would have been so mad if I would have found out because I liked the end. I yeah. liked to have the anticipate anticipation of like going out on the performance floor and like not knowing who's going to win. And like for me, I literally will f- will like fast forward to the end, see who wins, and then oh, I really? can enjoy it. Okay, because if I yeah. don't, if I'm stressed out, I can't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that I do like I was pacing and eating while I was watching it because I was like, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This is Joy and Claire. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy to get that special offer and support the brands that support our podcast. We appreciate you guys doing that. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at this is joy. No, sorry. At joy and Claire underscore. You can email us. This is joy and Claire at gmail.com. You can always find us our website, joy and Claire 
com has all of our episodes streaming, has transcripts from previous episodes. Um, you know, the, the website itself is all not all that impressive, but the content on there is super helpful. And if you guys ever are having a hard time downloading an episode, don't forget that they're always available to stream on joyandclaire.com. Thank you guys so much for being here and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye.